I have received in the past few weeks several emails and phone messages asking exactly what we believe at Christian Holiness Daily. So we have decided to spend the next two weeks examining what we believe. Yesterday, I gave an overview of eight significant doctrines that put together constitute our entire holiness doctrine. Today, we take a closer look at the first one of those. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Today on Christian Holiness Daily. Holiness is perhaps the most misunderstood concept in Christianity. Anyone who has striven to follow the life of Christ will tell you that it is impossible. No one can match His love, no one can match His grace, and no one can match the compassion of Christ, for no one but Jesus is perfect and holy. Once the believer is filled with and empowered by the Holy Spirit, though, he or she is filled to the brim with the love of Christ and desires nothing more than to please God and follow in the footsteps of Jesus. The love of sin is then gone, and in its place is a love and compassion for others. That is Christian holiness, and this is Christian Holiness Daily. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Old Testament Judaism, there is no commandment more important than, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and thou shalt have no other gods before me. There is but one true God, Yahweh, He is one, which begs the question, if He is one, what do Christians mean when they speak of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? The person of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. First, the word Trinity is not found anywhere in the Bible, but the concept of the Trinity is found throughout the entire Bible. In Genesis 1, we see that the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. Later, David pleads with God not to take his Holy Spirit from him. That's found in Psalms 51:11-13. Isaiah writes in 63:10 that the nation of Israel grieved the Holy Spirit and made God their enemy. In 48:16, Isaiah announces that he is endowed with the Holy Spirit. The person of Jesus in the Old Testament. We see God appear as a man to Abraham. This, according to many theologians, is a theophany or the pre-incarnation visit of Jesus upon the earth. Psalms 33, 4-7 personifies the Word of God. For the Word of the Lord is upright, and all His work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the Word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of His mouth all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap, he puts the deeps in storehouses. The Apostle John makes it clear that the word of the Lord, that the word being referred to, is Jesus. And indeed, it was Jesus who appeared to Abraham. In fact, the three men who appeared to Abraham is considered by many theologians as a foreshadowing of the entire trinity. Some believe the passages where the name of the Lord is repeated three times, like 
Numbers 6, 24 through 26. Many people believe that that is an indication of the Trinity. The Trinity in Second Temple Judaism. With so much evidence of the Trinity to be found in the Old Testament, why was there no theology of the Trinity to be found in Judaism? In fact, according to Dr. Michael Heiser, by the Second Temple period, many Jews believed that Yahweh was actually two in one, Yahweh above and Yahweh below, or, in other words, God in heaven and God who appears in the form of man on earth. There was apparently no thought given to the Spirit of God as a, as a distinct person. The Trinity in the New Testament. In the New Testament, we see the Trinity manifested at the baptism of Jesus. Jesus, fully God and fully man, is in the Jordan River. The Holy Spirit descends upon him like a dove, and the Father's voice is heard to say, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. At the end of Matthew's Gospel, we read the commission to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Not only does Jesus name all three members of the Trinity here, but he implies the coming of the Holy Spirit with the promise that he is with them always until the end of the age. In Revelation 1.18, Christ calls himself the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He says, in other words, I am God. Again, John, who earlier named Jesus as the Word of God, teaches in 1 John 5, 6-10 about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Here are his words. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but by the water and blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God, that he has borne concerning his Son. Whosoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony. John, however, was not the only apostle to develop the idea of the Trinity. Paul takes it for granted as he closes 2 Corinthians. Here is chapter 13, verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So how may three be one? It is difficult to understand how three may be one. A pastor I met recently he believes that there are not three persons in one, but rather he believes that the one God shows himself in three distinct ways. This man and the denomination to which he belongs is actually in the minority of Christians. Most Christians believe that God is both three distinct people all in one, all at the same time. Yet, if that be true, how are we mere humans supposed to understand it? Well, I don't know that we are supposed to understand it. It may be a test of our faith. It may be something that we just have to take by faith. As a child, I fully accepted the various illustrations of the Trinity as three sides of a triangle or three lobes of a leaf of clover or as to paraphrase C.S. Lewis, faces on a cube. Yet none of those explanations, none of those illustrations are adequate to explain the profound beauty and complexity 
of our God and the way in which he has chosen to reveal himself to his creation. None of it can explain the nature of God. But it's about the best that we can do. As an adult and a prolific reader, I can better relate, perhaps, better relate to Trinity as an imaginative alien creation of science fiction novelist. But that, too, leaves me with an inadequate understanding and is a little bit sacrilegious. So it is by faith that we, or it is by faith rather that I, accept that God is three in one, knowing that it is through faith in Jesus Christ who proclaimed that he and the Father are one. It is through faith in Jesus Christ that we find salvation. Through the mercy of God we are saved, and one day, one day when we see him face to face, we may then understand who God is. Thank you for joining us today for Christian Holiness Daily. Join us again tomorrow for another episode on your favorite podcast platform. For a transcript of this podcast, visit ChristianHolinessDaily.com. To contact us, go to the contact page of our website or call 844 844- Eight five seven six seven six seven. Our theme music is called Dirty Mac and is from the album BG Awaken. <laughs>